What's up, guys? My name is Joey Vassell. I am here with Cal Ness and Connor Olstad for Midwest Flowers Uncensored. Just wanted to let you know that this episode of Midwest Flowers Uncensored is brought to you by High Mountain Seasonings. You can find them at highmountainjerky.com. Hey guys, we're coming at you from December 30th of 2019. The year is almost done. And I'm really, really sad because our duck and goose season is officially done here in Minnesota as of last Sunday. Ouch. Or no, it was done three days ago. Yeah. <laughs> I am crying inside. Yeah, it hurts good. Mm-hmm. I still have a f- permanent spread of socks and silos sitting out. Oh. <sighs> I gotta go and pick those up, and I'm just <laughs> dreading it. Oh, now that it's we been have. raining, yeah, and dude, yeah, yeah, snowing. Now. But they're they look good, dude. <laughs> they look good. I've had Do the they farmer. look saturated. No, no, all the socks are still standing up. All the silos are still standing up. It's yeah. incredible. And uh, I go out there to pheasant hunt. I've been taking people out pheasant hunting the last week, just because goose season's over and. All these people want to get into hunting the first time. I'm like, oh, let's take you out pheasant hunting. Got two properties that are just loaded with pheasants. However, this year, <laughs> they're it's not both frozen. Enough. They're exactly, yeah. dude. Egged, zacked, egged, egged, exactly. exactly. Why did you do that? Because <laughs> I, I like adding D's. Egged, exactly. Yeah. So we got snow before everything froze. So it insulated everything. Nothing's truly frozen over. <laughs> And everyone I've taken yeah. out there has been falling. Those into properties, the dude. Water. Those properties are only good when it's totally frozen because then it's like you can walk anywhere. But yeah. there's swamp. Yep. So there's swamp and frozen. old cow pasture. Okay. Did Zach Lamberger lose his boot the other day? Yeah, he lost Ben Adler's boot. <laughs> <laughs> like gone, gone, gone. Yeah. Last he stepped day in. Goose. Did you see that Snapchat? No. It's like. I couldn't tell who it was, and it's like this dude, and he's bent over. He's got one shoe on, and he's like <laughs> digging in this hole of mud. So we, we go out pheasant hunting, and Zach's never done anything like this. So I'm, he's like, hey, man, I'm in Minnesota for Christmas. You know, I want to see you. And I was like, well, if you're coming on the day after Christmas, that's the last day of goose season, so we have to, you have to come out and goose hunt with me. He's like, cool, man, what do I need? Boots, jacket, gloves, warm hat. Cool, man. I'll be there. Shows up in tennis shoes, <laughs> no gloves, his dad's jacket. And I'm like, oh, crap. I was up in Lutzen last week or the weekend before, and my buddy left his boots in my truck. And I'm like, yeah, you can just use Ben's. So geese weren't flying. And I'm like, ah, oh, screw it. You know, let's just go and walk for pheasants. I'm cold. So we go and walk. And literally 130 yards into the walk, he just, hey, man, uh, can you turn around? I'm like, what's up? His leg is completely buried, like up to his hip. And I'm like, oh, no. He goes, hey, man, I can't get my leg out. You need to pull me out. Zach's a big boy. Zach is a very big boy. <laughs> he lost 100 pounds, by the way. Did so he really? he's only 280. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> or no, no. Dude, he lost 80 okay, pounds, so he's on. only 280. When you, when you said all you need is boots, a jacket, whatever, all I could think of was this. Jacket, 
dude. What is that? Like, what? have you ever seen Super Hot Fire? No, dude. The rap battle where he's not actually rapping. Oh, and he says, okay, 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 I'm not a rapper. I'm not a rapper. No. <laughs> sweet tea, doll- sweet dollar tea from McDonald's. I drink that. You never seen <laughs> and that? And everyone's like, ooh. ooh. <laughs> yeah. Like that, yeah. But dude, he does that. jacket, glasses, shirt. I'm the jacket, glasses, shirt man. And when you were like, all you need is a jacket and shoes and a shirt. And I was like, oh, no. Gloves. Jacket, glasses, <laughs> shirt, man. Okay, so let me get back to the story. <laughs> yeah, sorry. So Zach's a big boy. I had to go on either side of him and use my full body weight standing up. Like I was like doing a squat, and I squatted his entire body and got him out of the hole. But like he was stuck. And as a result of it, he lost his boot. So... <laughs> and they were not his boots. She's, bro, she's literally we got listening. Nelly in the court. Nelly is on my court. on top of court. Come here. Now. Right. Come here. Oh, Bye yes. So, also, if you guys wanted to add me on Snapchat, it's Joey.Vasallo, V A S S A L L. No. For the raw footage behind the scenes of Midwest Flyways. And I hunt a lot. What kind of raw footage are they going to be looking at? Um, Nothing sexual based on your connotation. Whoa. Whoa. You, I did not connotate that. Yeah. Well, I saw it in your eyes. Okay. Joe always in the gutter. Okay. So, (laughs) so he lost Ben's boot. He lost Ben's boot. Yeah. And he had to walk back to the truck, (laughs) and he stopped like (laughs) six times because he was so cold. I mean, the snow's up to your knee out there. He walked back to the truck with a sock. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, how else are we going? We reached into the puddle trying to get the boot (laughs) and could not get it. It was stuck underneath Ben Adler's. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So bad. Did you shoot any pheasants? No. Oh, I shot one right before he got there. So I'm <gasps> goose hunting, and I'm like, he's like, I'm five minutes there? out. No. Uh, he's five minutes out, and I'm like, oh, cool. And I hear, and he flew out onto the trail. So I walked onto the trail with my dog, and it was so windy, he didn't get up. So I was like 10 feet away, and I shot him. He was flying. Dude. He was flying. Yeah, right. I hit him on the third shot at like 50. He was flying fast. So what do you? how do you like to make pheasant? Uh, just breast him out. Uh, this was a young pheasant. Hold on, so I this didn't is get the it. most no, no, classic yeah, Joey's yeah. response ever, though. Ah, uh, yeah, just breast him out. Cal and, Cal and I had pan. a conversation earlier today about how to make pheasant. How do you how do you make pheasant? Pretty much the same way how I make duck. Okay. Just, the, I just throw it on the fresh out the breast, a little salt and pepper, right on the sauté pan, baby. <laughs> no, I. Uh, it was a headshot, so his uh, breast was not bloody whatsoever. I still threw him in milk. It was pure white. After two hours, just ridiculous, and uh, cut it up into smaller chunks. Uh, threw some Traeger stuff on there and ate it. Hmm. But I had some smoked salmon to go with it. It was delicious. Yeah, mm. that doesn't sound bad. And I'm not gave mad it to about Parisa. It. Gave it to Parisa. She was cutting my hair. It was a good time. Bomb. Gosh, our life sounds so exotic. <laughs> you know, kind of gave it to Parisa. She was cutting my hair. We were <laughs> sauteed up some pheasant. I mean, it's like I never wow. said saute. I, <laughs> the Cal and I earlier today were talking about how to like the best way to make pheasant is with this. Have like, you ever shot a pheasant? Yes, dude. When I've shot multiple pheasants with you, with me. <laughs> yes, man. When? In fact, I went pheasant hunting with you and Primo when Primo was in his prime. Oh, whoa. Yeah, dude. Was that pre-duck hunting? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, was I this w- on our land when we had yeah, it? Yeah, in, in Graceville. Corral? Corral, yeah. Holy I crap, went twice dude. with Primo, dude, and he was a monster. Yeah. Um, but then also, I've shot, I shot a pheasant with you one day. We were hunting, 
uh, the spot by your cabin. And there was a pheasant that came out. They crossed us. We shot a pheasant that day. This was oh, oh, pre-filming on, on, stuff uh, on the, on the island. On, on the, the lake. Yeah, on the lake, yeah. dude. Cool. Cool. Um, I do remember that. Also, I mean, I have walked for pheasant with you, too. Um, and also, me and Isaac went pheasant hunting one time out in Buffalo. But it's not really, like, I don't, like, love it. No. And I only do it after walking. goose season's over. Not because of the walking, because it's just boring. It's le- it's a know, lot dude. more fun with a dog. I'll I love working that. the dog. It's probably true. I think it's great with a dog. Yeah. It's pretty fun with a dog. I only do it for my dog. Honestly, I think Finn could do it. <laughs> dude, Finn would get lost. I don't think no, so, dude. man. He would get buried. I'll pull like a crap. honing device on him, you know? <laughs> Bro, your mini pincher would not survive. <laughs> First of all, killer, he would not man. survive the weather. He would die in eight seconds. Yeah. And then he would get lost in the cattails. Yeah. Finn, if if, it, if it was indoor pheasants, Finn would crush. It, uh, <laughs> <indoor> <laughs> like I guess swear, put him in the pheasant. Dude, cage. he's parkour dog. Like he's crazy. He's a billy goat. Yeah, he is a billy goat. It pisses me off. It's parkour's off of my nuts. Oh. He's calmed down a lot, man. Thank he's God. calmed down so much. Would you start beating him finally? Nah, he's just growing up. Yeah, really. My little Bubs is growing up. How old is he? Four. He's two and a half, man. He hasn't grown up. He oh, hasn't grown up. I can never have a. Whatever. Like that. Anyway, the recipe that Cal and I were talking about Cal earlier was Connor. a me. pheasant a la creme. Fe- pheasant a la creme, dude. Oh, the classic. Oh, so It is good. so good, though. In the crock pot with, like, cream of mushroom or whatever. No. You cover it with um, tin foil. It's chicken stock originally, 350 degrees. Cover it with tin foil. Let it all kind of soak in there. And then you take, essentially, the cream sauce that they have you make and drizzle it over top of it. Yeah, it's amazing. And let it go for another hour and a half after it's that. It's like a hollandaise type sauce. Oh, over so it. good. I just it took two pheasants fire. out of the freezer tonight because I'm making it tomorrow. Dude, and that's what they do at a horse and hunt. Mm. Pheasant a la creme. And it's oh, so good. That's the best the, way to have the meat just make dinner for someone tomorrow, bud. Myself. Yourself? Yeah. It's it and uh you know. And who's in the house? Nate. <laughs> you got a date or Nate. Oh yeah, sure. What's his name? <laughs> Nate, dude. Oh, God. no! Nate's going uh, tomorrow's New Year's Eve, so Nate's going out. Whoa, Nate's going out. I don't know what he's going, going out he's with. Going some EDM yeah, show, of course. I should Probably. go with him. All right, so now that our season's done, I think it'd be tight if, like, we each kind of shared our favorite hunt from the year. Why don't you start us off, bud? <sighs> wow, it was All your right. idea. Yeah, it was my idea. <laughs> All right, so you must have had something um, in mind, right? I mean, I have. Can I say two? They're not like long stories at all. That's okay. Um, I have two, and for me, a lot of, like, the duck hunting, obviously, is the relationships, and so I think seeing Gavin's, sh- like, the band we shot at Gavin's family farm, that was tight. Mm-hmm. Really fun, like, a really fun hunt. It wasn't like we sat out all day for it. It just kind of worked. We changed the spread, kind of did something we didn't think, you know, normally you wouldn't pull sleepers out of that spread in that mm-hmm. snowstorm. Mm-hmm. It was cool, just, like, a really tight experience, you know? Good company, fun deal. My other favorite hunt was uh, my brother and I shot those common mergansers on Indy. It's just really fun to be out with Isaac, and like, I wish Micah could have been there. But you know, like, I get to hunt with those guys once a year if I'm lucky. Right. And so, like, it was like the craziest sunrise. The weather was just perfect. It was the last day of duck season, and uh, the mergansers we shot were crazy cool, just huge. So, yeah, that was fun, man. It's just a really fun deal. Cool. Connor? 
Uh, my favorite waterfowl hunt this year. Yeah, this is a waterfowl podcast. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, <laughs> I hunt <laughs> other things than waterfowl. So. No, you don't, but continue. Oh, uh, yes, I do. No, you don't. My favorite uh, waterfowl hunt this year would definitely have to be Maine. You know, it was a blast going out there. Um, like what? You have a specific day or well, what? Yeah. Like a specific the, moment from a hunt? For sure. We had, well, because we had one hour left where the tide was coming up, you know, like half an hour of like solid where the water was just like slowly rising. and um, Pretty aggressive, right? Yeah. Very aggressive. And... And we only had until essentially we were underwater to shoot an eider. And the flocks would come in and they would scoop out at like 50 yards. And so it was like, it was a fairly difficult shot to make. And so me taking down an eider and picking one out of the flock and taking him out, that was my, definitely my highlight of the year. Because that was freaking sweet. Yeah, dude, I wish I could have, I really wish I could have been there to experience that. First of all, the video looked Unreal. Yeah, and, and Nate's almost done with the uh, <laughs> like the day by day videos. Really, it's pretty. It looks pretty good so far. Um, but as far as like you know around here and something that you don't do, there's you know that you do every year. I, I really like the meadow. When we went to the meadow. I thought that was yeah. a blast. And and I went back later with Gavin just to hang out and like just seeing the sunrise and whatever. And actually, I had Nelly with me the second time, so that was a lot of fun seeing her try and drag in a thirty pound goose. Hell yeah. But that's awesome. Yeah. Uh one of my dude, I really wish I could have gone on that Eider hunt. That looks so yeah, same. dude, that looks so cool. And that video you made just for Darren, how he's talking about like the experience part of Maine. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about the tide and you guys are sitting on that rock and then the water's yeah, just sick. flowing through. Like there's obviously a rock to your left where you guys are sitting and where the person filming was filming. Yeah. And then you guys are sitting on the rock and then the tide is just or the current is just, just zipping flowing between us there. and by us and yeah. Uh, are I you making a so cinematic cool. for us for that? Uh well we have Nate's um Nate's like video vlog. has cinematic aspects to it. So Okay. It's pretty good. Like it's pretty good. I've seen he's through day three. There's five days total. So and should be done soon here and, and I'm I'm starting up on Kansas so cool. We got we got some good videos coming out. And we're kind of switching up our our video stuff as of late, guys. So like, okay, the, hold on though. The Nate, the you Nate sh- thing. Um, let us know if you like that style better than just the pure cinematics when we go on a on a hunt, you know? Because we're starting to switch some stuff up. On trying to get more of, content, trying, trying to get, get more content. Yeah, out, yeah. more content. Yep. And uh, it's not like vlogging, but it's just a different style. What kind of style would you say it is? Yeah, I mean, it is a vlog. It's but like it's vlog. not really like the like when somebody says a vlog, you think like, oh, I'm pointing the camera at myself. Yeah, and I'm talking talk, to you, yeah. but for for us, it's more of like a behind the scenes vlog. It's like a documentary versus a movie. Yeah, on Netflix. <laughs> like if you watch, like a we still we still talk to the camera to kind of like clue everybody in on what we're doing because they're you know otherwise he would be making a documentary every time he every time he comes along, but um, it's it's a little bit more of like he's kind of like watching and and he does a great job. Like he is a trooper. He's Super nice guy, and and I'm super happy that he's like willing to come along and wants to come along. So, yeah, that's cool. Joey, tell us your favorite hunt. My favorite hunt, uh, my buddy Ben, who I previously mentioned about uh, my other buddy Zach losing his boot. He was supposed to come on a uh, hunt with me one morning on a public lake that a lot of people hunt around us. And uh, when I got there, there was no one else there. 
my buddy obviously didn't wake up or something. I don't know what his excuse was now, but I ended up hunting by myself and I did the asshole move of, uh, I was the first one there and I did not want to, um, put in. And so I just parked at the ramp and passed out. I like parked my boat in the ramp and then I woke up just as like a truck was pulling in. So I got out, put on my waders, whatever. And it was like two hours before shooting light. And I'm like, shit, I hate setting up that early, you know? Yeah. And so, uh, and I, and I was waiting for like Ben to wake up, called him eight times and no answer. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to throw out the kitchen sink by myself. Then I throw out two diver lines and essentially my whole puddler spread, which I think at that time was like five dozen, five dozen in like this little bay. And I watch more boats just pour in in those next two hours. And I'm like, oh, fuck, you know, like there's going to be so many people here. There's going to be so much competition. This is going to suck. And first birds come in, they go right into a different guy's spread. And I'm like, I'm fucked. You know, (laughs) like this is going to be a terrible day and it's cloudy. It's kind of shitty. And in my experience for ducks, uh, ducks work a lot better in sunshine, especially on water. And, uh, and I see one guy pack up and he's like, fuck this. And, like he's, he like waves me on his way out of there and I'm like, okay, you know, it's probably not going to be that good. And it's like nine at this point. And I'm like thinking about packing it myself and then the sun comes out and I'm like, oh shit, I better stay. And then the ducks just start pouring in and they start working really well. Everyone wanted to hit every single duck that hit the lake one hit this other guy's spread that was like 300 yards from me. Then I started calling and, <laughs> and then they all just dump into my spread. And the one favorite part about this hunt is three pack of spoonies come in. And I tripled on Spoonies, and Riley went and retrieved all three, and I was just, like, elated beyond imagination. And then I able I was able to limit out that day on, like, a, the most mixed bag ever. When was this? It was pretty early on, I think. Um, I, yeah. I saved it on my Snapchat. I could look, but I saved, like, the Spoonie video on my Snapchat. Like, three Spoonies came in, three Spoonies then leave. You know, <laughs> just, like, a total <laughs> dumbass. And I was just too pumped. To not put it up. And uh, I don't know. It's probably like mid-October. Mid-October. But that was probably my favorite hunt. Because the birds just worked so perfectly. And my dog did a great job. And it was a great spread. They landed exactly where I wanted them to. Yeah, and I did want to say too. Like, I mean, we can talk about it a little bit. But like, obviously Kansas was a really cool experience. Oh, hell yeah. You know, and like shooting that spec was so tight. And it was way cooler to like to find out how old that was. So, for those of you who don't know that haven't watched Bobby's video. We went to Kansas. It'll be in our video, but <clears throat> the last day we were there, we had set up on this field that Bobby got permission on. We were scouting all over and kind of took a chance scouting way out of his realm of where he normally hunts, and uh, we ended up getting permission on this field that had like probably 6,500, 7,000 birds in it, um, probably about 5,000 snow geese, and then 1,500 dark geese, um, and... We really didn't have a very good hide. It was like a we were hunting on a pivot, um, and it just kind of sucked. And, you know, the thing that was tough about it was we threw a big spread, and we probably had 140 dozen decoys out. But with that many birds, when they're, like, working in a group of 1,000, you sort of lose, like, that that comfortability factor that your decoy spread brings where, like, they want to land in your decoy spread because that makes them more comfortable. And, you know, when a thousand birds work, dude, they don't care. Like they're landing wherever they want because they're comfortable because of how many numbers they have just in their group, you know? So we kind of got screwed. We ended up, even though, I don't know, what do you think? Like 1500 birds at least actually ended up 
landing. Yeah. In I'm our, listening to in you. Our, you were just like you just zoning, fell asleep. I, no, I, I swear to God, you were Joey sleeping with your eyes open, dude. Joey opened his beer like right next to the mic. I'm like, dude. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, about 1,500 birds. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. You guys think 1,500 birds probably landed at least in that field or would have landed if we hadn't shot them out of there? I'm confused. Uh, I mean, they were they were coming in like as far as how close they got. I, I'm I'm not sure about that. Most but. of the birds hung out. I bet you like three thousand returned to the field. Well, that's but what I'm saying. I don't like, know how many, how many we oh probably like, like three groups out of there. Uh, you know, they like were a, like pretty good probably numbers. Like a thousand, yeah, a thousand total. Birds. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, we ended up shooting fifteen birds or fourteen, something like that. But there was a banded speck that was just perfect. I mean, it was a beautiful bird, and. uh you know, we ended up looking up the the specs on it later. You know, Bobby called it in. It was like <laughs> that was specs. so stupid, <laughs> right? Spec Ugh. on the specs. Bobby called it in, and it was a fifteen year old spec from Anchorage, Alaska. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I knew as soon as we picked it up, as soon as Fred brought it back, that it said Laurel on the band, and they stopped doing those in like oh eight or oh seven. And uh, I knew it was at least a seven-year-old bird, if you know what I mean. So, um, and then we looked it up. It was 15 years old from Anchorage. And we looked it up from Anchorage to where we were in Kansas. That was like 5,500 miles. And most of their, I looked it up, yeah. I think it was round trip 5,500. Right. Yeah. yeah. But they were going further than that, for sure. No, yeah, their their main... Uh, destination is either West Texas or um, Arkansas. A lot of them end up in Louisiana too, though. Yeah, that's true. So they 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 had way further south than that. So it was like an average of sixty two hundred miles a year that this bird was flying for fifteen years. That's really the cool part about bands, man. Yeah, that was sweet. And so yeah, I don't want to detract from that. Like obviously, it's always a really cool experience anywhere we go. Just like you said, going to Maine. Anywhere we go is a really cool deal. Dude, <laughs> what do you, what? You always say, I just realized this, you always say it's a really cool experience. Like it that is. exact phrase, it's a really cool experience. Like, yeah. like it's like a really. Like I'm laser like, focused in on it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and how many times have I said it since that video? I know, but now you're self-conscious about it. Like now I probably won't Dude, say. Dude, that video came now out. Now I probably won't say it's a great experience anymore. <laughs> that video has come out so long ago, I, I bet you that half the people that listen to this probably don't, don't even idea. know. No, but Jake Molnar remembers and that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Also, Jake Mullen remembers outdoor life, and that's all that matters as well. Holy crap. If you guys haven't seen that video of the outdoor life with Cal, uh, m- what do you call it? Uh, moderating it? Uh, voiceover. 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 Or no, what's the M word for it? Narrating, dude. Narrate. Ow. It's an narrating N word, but yeah. yeah but that's N. A, that is an N word. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> marinating. <laughs> marinating. It's me marinating it. Cal uh, Cal loves to talk, and so when Cal really gets on a ramble, he will start to repeat himself endlessly and then say awesome things like... What kind of stuff will I say, like, dude? Say things like, hey, man, if you're not outside, you just... Most people don't know what's outside of their sheetrock walls. <laughs> like they've never seen oh the sun. <laughs> Just because they don't fish and like hunt doesn't they, mean they've never all been they outside. All they see is sheetrock, dude. <laughs> like, that's all these people see, man. Uh, uh, you know what? Can we time. can we play that video right now? No, we can't. 
I love that video. Everyone, just, go just, on our YouTube channel and look up Outdoor Life. It's like our second cinematic that we put out. No, that's like the first one that we did. It was well done. Don't get me wrong. But very awesome to hear Cal <laughs> ramble. <laughs> We're I'm not going to put it on right man. now. Are you guys both looking it up? I am, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, too. Oh, man. I can't, Joey, you're probably still linked oh, to the yeah, board. Oh, yeah, here we go. I've if got you, it right now. Oh, ads, bud? Got, you got ads? Yeah, well, I've got an ad. Joey, yeah, right, probably, I think you're still ads right linked now. to the board. Here we go. That's a screen door. It's Joey, only a minute. Joey and Cal are walking out with their fishing pole. They have to make about what they want their life to look like and what they want their life <laughs> experiences that they want to have, the things that they want to touch and see and feel. There's artists oh, amazing. To live, touch, uh, see, and feel, bro. They make art. They experience art. They're around it. You know, there's people that choose. Saying the same thing over and over. See my face. Oh, just shut up. Just shut up. And they work some more. We've chosen to be outdoorsmen. We've chosen an outdoor lifestyle. And if you're sitting in your living room, I hate to tell you, but you're missing it. I mean, you're missing all of this around you. There's so much that you have not experienced if you haven't taken the time to get out here and actually understand what there is beyond your sheetrock walls. Oh, my <laughs> dude. <laughs> hey, man. Literally artists amazing. have an artist lifestyle. They experience and art. You know, they're around art. They see art. You know what I mean, dude? <laughs> I'm basically a wordsmith. <laughs> No, you're a walking thesaurus is what you want. Dude, <laughs> unreal. Oh, that. Yeah, dude. And now if you go to Wikipedia and search outdoor life, that's what pops up, man. <laughs> is it? No. Oh. <laughs> Wouldn't that oh. be amazing, though? Yeah, would be, be able to teach people, so many people, about the outdoor life. Yeah. Because yeah. you're an educator. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a professor of sorts, a teacher, per se. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. Hey, guys, I didn't tell you yet. I'm going to be starting a side business here. What is that? Regarding duck and goose hunting. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unintentional. Yeah. But the amount of people who have been asking me to do it is kind of insane. Okay. So I'm, I'm doing to it for do free what? right now. I've had eight people in the last two weeks ask me if they can send me their goose call to, to tune, tune it for them. Oh, so real. So after we're done with this podcast, we're going to redo a tuning video so that doesn't happen anymore. So we can actually <laughs> teach people how to tune their own shit because it's not that hard. But I literally have eight people that I sent my address to that are paying for the shipping both ways so they can send me their rush, their reflex, or their triumph. It's unreal. Oh, and one lynch mob. I'm just like, good Ooh, lord. lynch dude. mob, that'll be tough. No. Nah. No, that's no. pretty standard. The only um, tough call to tune is a Tim Grounds because they have that lip. What doesn't Scott tune these out of the box? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, everyone has a different tuning style, and they probably think that if I tune it, it'll help them out or whatever. If, but yeah, okay. here's what happened at Game Fair. So uh, when Scott was like off walking around, and I was just hanging out in the booth, um, kids would be like, "Hey, man, you know, I want to buy this call," and there's no guts in it, so that people don't take them and run away with them, mm -hmm. right? And so Ryan Wetstein, the guy who works for Scott full-time mm -hmm. or part-time, I don't know. He's there all the time. He's like, hey, man, you want to tune these? And I was like, sure. He's like, I'll just sand down the wedges for you and whatever. And so then these kids pick it up, and I'm like, hey, just let me know if you need it heavier or lighter. And they blow one note out of it, and they go, that's good. And then they just, like, walk away. Yeah. And they're just, like, so scared to blow the goose call in front of right. another person, you know. So a lot of it's mental. 
you know, especially if they're at their beginning stages of goose calling, the tuning shouldn't affect you that much unless it's totally messed up. So what I've did is had each person send me a picture of it. They all tried to mess with it themselves. And so the reed's hitting the tone board completely and it won't make a sound, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yikes. Yeah. But a lot well, of it's the fundamentals. So I'm charging $3,000 to tune a call. 3000 bucks, dude. Good uh-huh. luck. That's a lucrative business. I know. I know. And it's great. That's tight, man. I'm just going to send these guys an invoice out of nowhere, too. What's the profit yeah. margin? <laughs> send them a huge invoice. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> It'll take me 13 seconds oh. to tune a goose call. So. <laughs> yeah, Joey quit construction just to tune a goose calls. <laughs> That's about the same thing you charge, though, to do repairs, right? Yeah. It, no, the, yeah. The roof doctor. Mm-hmm. About the same amount of time? 13 seconds? No, nah, it's about a half hour to two hours. Oh. That's about the average repair. Gotcha. But yeah, I got about 12 skylight calls today, so. Yeah, that's one thing I will never put in my house. A skylight? Why not? No, I'll never do it. Just let me do it, bro. And it'll last you forever. It'll last you forever. It's not hard. It's just. They're just bad in general. Just because they let water in or what? Yeah, dude. Anytime you're adding things to your roof that you don't need to add, it's probably (laughs) a bad thing. Well, here's just a house in general. The more openings there are, that's where it's um, able to leak in at. Mm-hmm. You know, so windows, vents, yeah. So doors, no windows, no vents, no doors, skylights. Just have an underground, uh, an underground <laughs> tunnel. Yeah, that you have to get in your house home. through. Have yeah, a hobbit, hobbit home, home. <laughs> Earth home. Hmm? I, I did work on a couple of those. They're yeah, cool as they shit. They're kind of cool. Yeah, but you know what's not cool? Dome homes. Yeah, but you know what is cool about uh, hobbit homes? Hmm. So efficient. Mm-hmm. Stupid efficient. Yeah, the earth insulates them. Yeah, it's crazy. But. You have to waterproof the shit out of them because mm-hmm. there's so much moisture naturally in the soil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah also, though. They rot like, out what so happens fast. When it freezes you live in the house ground moves. also, by the way. You're living in the ground. Yeah, well, what happens when it freezes and your house, like, structurally wants it's to move? The ground only freezes, like, four feet. Okay. So that's what about the, the four line. feet that's freezing? Your foundation goes away past four feet. Okay. but uh, So nothing else moves? Dude, I got my freaking garage that, like, when the ground freezes, the door, like, won't open. I can't imagine if my entire house was underground. Yeah, but you're also living in a home with the garage that was built in, like, 1960, and they obviously didn't do it right back then. When do you think the concrete was last done? In my garage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably <laughs> When original. it was built? <laughs> right. So, naturally, that concrete moves, so now water is able to permeate below Correct. and freeze, push up, make it so that your door is hard to open. Well, not only that, but I doubt it's sitting on footings. And if it is, they're definitely not four feet deep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, probably about two. They're probably like two feet, maybe. <laughs> no chance. 12 You know inches. what they are? A cinder block. That's what it is. That's yeah. what it is. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what I mean. There's no footing. I mean, footings, you know? It's bad. Now, if they did your garage, they'd have to dig... And every 10 feet, Joe, there has to be a frost footing that's 42 inches or deeper. Yeah. And it has to be belled. So it's every 10 feet. And then they'd pour a slab on top of those footings. You guys are so knowledgeable. I know. Well, this is my life outside of Waterfowl. Mm -hmm. So anyway, back to Waterfowl. Mm -hmm. What about it? We had so much fun with Bob. We did. We did a podcast with him. We did. You should see it before this one. Mm -hmm. You should. And if you haven't. It's actually very insightful. And honestly, after hanging out with him for a whole weekend, uh, I get a little mad when I see people talking shit. Yeah, same, dude. Like, it bothers me now. Like, if you're going to hate on somebody for doing what they love, even if you don't agree with what, you know, necessarily they're doing, if they're not hurting anybody, 
And you're a loser, man. He is using like, that platform in a positive manner for Absolutely, sure. Absolutely, man. Which is what something that I like very totally. much respect. Yeah, because you know you can you can just kind of go with the wind and you know kind of follow the the ways of the way things go. But like for him, he is going out of his way to say like what he believes inside of his hundred and twenty five thousand yeah. subscriber, eighty thousand Instagram platform. And totally. and actually like make the world a better place and and he knows that he has that ability because the people on his platform are malleable as far as their minds. Well, dude, the other thing is too like having hunted with him, he obviously hunts hard. Yeah, like and scouts like a the lot. dude hunts a lot and scouts so much and like he's committed to hunting. It's not like he's committed to YouTube and that's it. He's committed to being a hunter and he was a hunter long before he was a YouTuber. So. I don't know, man. It just—it's funny too, though, because it's like it's when I was when I was in Fergus. All right, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. I'm just I'm pointing it out. Thank you. When I was in Fergus, you know, I was talking to some of the guys and telling them that we were going to see Bobby Guy, and they're like, "Oh man, I just that his videos are so lame and blah blah." blah. And I asked them, "I'm like, you know, honestly though, if you had the opportunity to, well, they do have the opportunity." That's a thing. Yeah, that is the crazy thing. But I was just saying, if that was your life, would you really care what anyone thought? Like, if no. you were hunting every day, and that was your living, like, that's how you made your life, would you really care what anybody thought? And I think that's a great question to ask them, because they do hunt every day. That is their life, and they don't care what anybody thinks. Fergus, guys? Yeah. No, these were, like, Dudes that were just hunting. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you meant the guides. No. But so, either way, I mean, yeah, Bob was he's just a good a great dude, guy. man. He's great a really guy. good dude. Yeah. So good, good bud for sure. You want to talk crap about Bob? You got to go through me, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> I will hug the shit out of you, man. <laughs> I won't fight you, but I'll hug you. Yeah. So. No, it it definitely. I feel the same way, Joe. It's, yeah. It sucks, but he's just he's a great guy. I invited him up to opener. From yeah, to I my cabin. That. Yeah, so I told him to bring the his wife and his kids. That'd be tight. That'd be so much fun. It'd be a real fun time. His kids are hilarious. Oh my god! And his son is very smart for that, his age. That blew my mind. Two year old being that smart. Yeah, pretty cool. He's a funny kid. So coming up, we're heading to. So our season is done here, but it always makes me happy that we try to do something outside of our season too. So we're heading to Louisiana. Yep. Wade Shoemaker. Yes, sir. Should we'll try and bring the podcast stuff. Not sure if it's gonna fit in any of the luggage, but we'll give it a go. I mean we'll we, give it a go. We gotta try. Yeah. It'd be nice to have at Chacho too. Mm-hmm. We'll give it a go. We'll give it a go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's uh it's definitely one we're looking forward to. Sounds like we're gonna be hunting with a guide service the first day. Yeah. I can't um, remember their name right now. Yeah, it's like Shellbuster or something. Shell shocked. Shell shocked. Shell shocked guide service. That'll be really cool. Super excited. I love flying into Monroe. It's like the funnest. That's like the funnest airport ever. It's uh, 28 square feet. Yeah, it's two gates. <laughs> and it's so funny. You know you're in. You know you're in uh, Monroe when there's duck decoys in the ponds at the airport that's right I totally <laughs> forgot <about that. laughs> they have like, yeah they like have mojos terminal. mojos and duck decoys in their pond <laughs> like in the landscaping at the airport that's awesome it's so pretty cool we we went a couple of years ago to the same spot with wade 
first time we had ever met him. And I actually did not go. So I'm excited to go for the first time. Um, actually do some do some filming. It's a and really cool experience, man. Yeah. You're going to love it. I and think, they have yeah, a lot only, of water this year now, too. Not only do some filming, but do some hunting. I'm yeah. excited for you to hunt some waterfall down there. We'll see. we got to get ourselves an episode together, but we'll see. The uh, um, And then we are headed straight from there to SHOT Show, which yep. is the annual, if, if you guys don't know what it is, it's the annual show that everybody in the industry goes and does um, or goes to. Um, and that's where they announce new guns and they announce new everything. Pretty much that's new where everything. the Sitka waiters were announced when they came out and all that jazz. But it's a big deal. We're going to be there for what, three days? I'm going to be there for the whole week. Yeah. Joey and I are just there Monday night through Wednesday night. Yeah. So we'll be there for a couple of days, hang out. Since I do everybody. outside videography, that's where I get all my clients. And so I got to go. I forgot I have friends that live them. in Vegas too, by the way. Oh, yeah. So we can hang out with them Monday night. If we want to. Like good friends? Mm-hmm. Who's that? Bree Westberg. Cool. She's dope. She's She hit me up and she's like, yeah, sorry, I couldn't see you while I was in town, but when are you coming to Vegas? I'm like, oh, shit, that's right. You live in Vegas. I'm like, the 20th <laughs> through the 22nd. And she's like, okay, that's like right when I leave for Mexico, but I think I can make that work. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I'm not trying to rain in your parade. You can go do whatever you want. Well, of course, because I'm a grown I think, man. <laughs> I think, I I mean, there will be, everybody will be there Monday night. Yeah. So. Well, they all get in Saturday, like all the exhibitors and everything. Some of them, yeah. So they'll get in Saturday. But like, I think Remick and the Trager guys are coming in like that. We're getting in like ten, dude. They are there for like twenty four hours. He's like, it's a (laughs) rip rage in time. It's like we show up, we don't sleep. Oh God, (laughs) fuck that. That's funny, man. But it's always good to get together with the industry, see everybody in the industry. It's a fun time. Joey, it'll be your first time. That'll be a good, good experience. You're gonna be be mind blown. Nah, Mind dude. blown, dude. I don't think I am. No, you will 70, be. 70,000 people descending on this. No, like it doesn't matter. Party. It's not the people. Wait till you see the money in these booths, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's stupid. It's so... You're going to be mind blown. Like, not by the people, not by anything else, only by the booths. That's the only thing <laughs> I was mind blown by. I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, it's their whole own, like, little universe store at oh, these. Gotcha. It's insane. So yeah, I'm pretty excited to go meet some public figures, as they say on Instagram. Holy <laughs> crap, dude. That's something I want to talk about right now. How about the fact that anyone who has over 200 followers has public figure in their Instagram? What does yours say? Nothing. It's, his is a personal profile, so it doesn't say anything. Mine is a personal profile, too, and it says public figure. What? Yours says public figure. Yeah. You set it to public figure? I don't no, it remember doesn't. ever doing You that. can set it to public figure. No, it's talking doesn't. to Wade about that. Is that what Wade's is? Ours, yeah. ours could huh? be set to public Wade's figure. Wade's is public figure? And it's no. set to um, community. Right. Yeah, mine says public figure. How do I change is that? Yours? Mine doesn't. Can I not do that? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> hey, you have over 200. I think you qualify. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> yeah, mine doesn't say anything. It just says Joey Vassallo. Put yeah. me in front of some greenheads and Same I'm happy. Then I'll get out. How do I change this? Mine says Connor, filmmaker, hunter, owner of Atmos Flyways and Ulster Media. Dude, I need help, guys. Because you, yours is a business profile. Maybe we can do it off of the <laughs> yeah, we can. podcast. <laughs> yeah, all right, sorry. Anyway. I think okay, you're a public Okay, so you were just figure. talking about this. You're my public Yeah, figure. I think it's hilarious Thanks, that uh, 
people who have like 800 followers, 1,000 followers label themselves as a public figure. I just think it's hilarious. Or 1,438. That's how many I have. (laughs) So, are you a big shot? I need someone to change that for me before I leave here for sure. Holy shit. So, um, I don't know if you're going to put it in our Kansas video, Connor. But the video you gave to Bobby of oh, Cal yeah. blowing the oh. call. Oh, man. Dude. That was so funny. That, that is 100% going in. was so funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. So to put <laughs> to, to kind of describe it, Cal was blowing his goose call, and I was sitting waiting for the geese to come in. Obviously, I don't want to just, you know, peer my eyes over so they can see us or whatever. So I'm just got my head down. And um and Cal gets in a little bit of a, of a groove, a little bit of a repetition uh, to the point that I can... Uh, for the most part, predict what his his call is going to be. <laughs> so of course, damn good job. I man. make my you crushed it. So I make my uh, my mouth look like I'm the one that's making the uh, the goose call. It's you definitely check it out. Way Connor <laughs> and Connor's moving his mouth to the goose call and like bobbing his head like a chicken. <laughs> I was fucking dying, and so was Brad Railsback. Yeah, Brad, Brad was, was crying, crying, laughing, <laughs> and you know Bob and I are focused on hunting because yep. that's what we're doing. So I didn't know this was happening. Yeah, I didn't even know what they were do. laughing at. Like Connor and Brad are dying. I'm like What's yeah, going Cal, on? Cal's like actually, you know, he's into it. He's calling. He's over top watching everything. And then we just start laughing. He's like, "What guys? Like what? Did you like did one just fly over? Like what's going on?" Did the best though is at the end when they're leaving, and I was just like, "Whatever," ripping a call at him, <laughs> sorta. And Connor's like, <laughs> just, oh, man. It was We're definitely good. doing a comeback call. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. So so that'll be coming out in the Kansas video. I'm starting that this week. So hopefully it'll be out by the time this podcast is out. I don't know. We'll see. And then, uh, yeah, hopefully we can all change our stories to of favorite duck hunt to when we're down in Louisiana because I – have been dying literally my entire life to shoot mallards in the timber. And last time we were there, we did not get a chance because the water level was too low. I mean, we got, like, some timber hunting for sure, but it wasn't like Wade said. It wasn't like cypress trees. Like, it wasn't like... Is it going to be freezing cold like it was last time? I don't know. When we leave? Two weeks? Yeah. yeah. Uh, two yep. weeks? Middle of January? But last time we were there, he's like, this isn't... forecast? This is not... Uh, green timber acorns on the water where they're coming down and they are just chomping on them. So, yeah, hopefully we get to do that this time. But they've been getting so much rain down there that we should be good. So I'm pretty. Yeah, excited. hopefully it's just not too much either. You the know, average for that time of average high for that time of year is 56. Average low is 36. So I know, yeah, but you don't, that's what it said last time, and so I was, like, <laughs> expecting it to be so chill, and then it was 23 degrees every day, and it was humid, Ugh. just like when we were in Kansas, it was only, like, 25 degrees, the it last, was so humid, but it was 60 the first two days, yeah, and it was gorgeous, it was amazing, and then the last day it was, like, 17 degrees and a 30 mile an hour ice wind in the face, yeah, the Dippin' Dot Boys, yep, yeah, it's, we turned into DippinDotBoys.com, what's the extended forecast, Connor? Uh, I don't know. Okay. Because it's it only goes out ten days, so it doesn't right. go out to where when we're gonna be there. All right, let's, let's wrap this shit up. Huh? Let's do a t- let's do a tip. You have a tip, Joe? Give him a tip or something. Yeah, I got a tip. Uh, so we've been flying for two year, three years now to go to places, and my tip for you guys is being prepared when you go to the airport 
to fly with a gun or just how to fly with a gun. Was that your tip? No, man, but we're going to do a video about it. Are we? You can do a video about yeah. it. Oh, fuck it. Do okay. a video too. So um, got to get a hard plastic case. Don't do cow and get a $10 Walmart case. <laughs> it works fine if you put four on it though. Right, but no one wants to buy four TSA locks. <laughs> you have to get TSA locks. They suck and they're expensive. And then you actually can bring ammo in your case. Yeah, I know. Uh, just can't go over 10 pounds. Yeah. So, um, yeah, get a good hard case. And throw in put, a couple of boxes of ammo in there. You could put more than one gun in there, too. Correct, you can. Mm-hmm. So, And it actually makes your time in the airport a lot faster. However, when they lose your guns, yeah, yeah not that, that was a pain. That sucked. Gosh. And that was my worst. Yeah. It's when they lose your guns at the airport. <laughs> They have to courier them to you, or uh, they have to send a courier the yeah. next day and drop them off. And the the lady the called ass. me at 10 a.m. because they all got dropped off at my house. The lady called me at 10 a.m. She's like, yeah, I'm just, I'm just about to give this to the courier. Two hours later, I get a text message from the courier. Hey, I just picked up your stuff. I'm coming to you. Oh, damn. Four hours after that, they show up at my house. Unreal. A six-hour window. So you Sick, had to dude. sign for them, right? Um, I told my... I, Told Matt, my roommate, to just I was like, "Hey, when somebody comes, just tell them you're me and sign for it." So they just signed for it. Your dog's on my couch. You is dirty, that a no-no? You dirty bitch. That is a no-no. Is it? Get yeah. down. Get down. Um, but yeah, Cal, you got a tip? Uh, get down. <clears throat> yeah, here's a tip: when you get adverse weather, just don't be a dick when you drive. Oh, yeah, we're feeling that today. Ugh, it's just the worst. You want to expand on being a dick? That's also the worst, though. It's a tip and the worst. So you want to expand? What do you mean by don't be a dick on the road? Just, like, drive normal, man. Like, don't slam on your brakes and follow the guy in front of you one foot in front of you. Try to just be normal. You know, drive normal. Stay in the lines a little. Just be a regular human being. It doesn't mean you have to freak out. Also... If there's a little snow on the road, don't go five. It's okay. It's going to be okay. You don't have to go five now. You can still go like 30. Yep. It'll be fine. There's no one in front of you. You're going five. My go, go 30. Okay. Um, my tip, and I've been... Sorry, I've done a lot of driving today. Same. I've been sick since like Thanksgiving, and I'm finally better. Finally out of this funk, which was terrible. Um, Connor said the other The way you said it too though It was like so whiny what? On this funk Which was terrible <laughs> Terrible No I have had Like this literal gunk In my lungs For the last month And it sucked And so my tip Is just go to the doctor Like Eat I vegetables. toughed it out For way too long I tried way too long Got antibiotics Two days I'm done Done Yeah but also If you have a cold You can't get antibiotics Correct. So, like, if you have pneumonia, which is what you had, <laughs> yeah. then you can definitely get antibiotics. But if you have a cold... I pushed it out too long. I should have gone to the doctor as soon as I got back from Maine, but I didn't. Yeah. Enjoy that health insurance, bubs. <laughs> yeah, it is nice. <laughs> that is literally why I am where I am. Yep. I don't have health insurance. <laughs> <laughs> All Joey right, guys. Was, Joey was sick this week. Yeah. And... <laughs> He's coughing right now. He's fine, dude. Dude, it's it's been rough. It has been so rough. Okay, the funniest thing was, though, the other day when Connor texted, Connor was like, (laughs) I'm not feeling that good, you guys. 
I'm sick. And Joey's like, dude, why are you always sick? Why don't you eat some vegetables? <laughs> Connor goes to the doctor. Pneumonia. <laughs> you can't eat enough vegetables to get rid of pneumonia. Joey messages us yesterday, Snapchats. Man, I'm so sick. I haven't moved more than 50 feet today. Connor, only response. Hey, dude, what was that that you said that I should... Pre- oh, yeah, why don't you eat some vegetables? <laughs> and I did. <laughs> I ate four apples, six oranges, drank a whole so, liter of orange so juice. So, yeah, he holds up this liter of orange juice. Yeah. He's like, I've been eat- I've been drinking this entire thing all day. Yeah. Immediately puts it down and picks up his jewel. Picks up his jewel <laughs> and just <laughs> rips his jewel. Oh, good. I'm like, That's good mm, I wonder lungs. why you're coughing. Filled with mucus. <laughs> Amazing. You know, it's not because of the jewel. Uh-huh. So, yeah. The jewel's yeah. actually been very good to me. It's sure. kept me from killing <laughs> both of you. Oh, yeah, that's okay. not real. Yeah. Oh yeah. You can't kill me, dude. Interesting. Yeah, you can't. Really? Can a killer whale kill a seal? Yeah. They do all the time, don't they? Yeah. That's their main source of food. I'm the killer whale. Then I can fucking kill you, bud. <laughs> that's not Because you're a helpless sea lion. <laughs> okay. And I'm a killer whale. Sounds good. AKA yeah. Orca. You're not a killer. Dude, I got teeth dude, that could just Like, the way you right are annoys me, man. Oh, dude. Like, you <laughs> are know. the worst guy Orcas, orcas annoy sea lions all the time. I'm a killer whale. Mm-hmm. Get off of it. Dude, <laughs> dude I'm a really fast swimmer. Right. I'm a big guy. At, and that <laughs> is our cue. This episode is definitely done. Make sure you listen to the first one with Bob Guy if you haven't already. And keep listening. Let us know what you want to hear more about. We'll see you soon.